This is Jess Explores. I'm Jess and I work in Mare, the SFI Research Center for Energy, Climate and Marine. Join me today on a new episode of Jess Explores. Good morning, everyone. It's Saturday morning at the time of this recording, 7.30. I am out and about in Cork at the beach. And I'm looking out at lots of seabirds doing their daily morning breakfast routine. And I decided to watch the documentary Seaspiracy. That's a really hard word to pronounce. It's conspiracy and sea. So Seaspiracy. There we go. And I, I already knew going into it that this wasn't going to be filmed for an audience like me. So I already knew that I'm not the target audience and that I should watch this with an open mind and not nitpick at everything, which becomes increasingly difficult the more you know about something and the more you learn about something. Uh, as we all know, if we drive a car and we're really experienced driving a car, it becomes very difficult to become a passenger uh, with somebody else in the car, <laughs> especially when it's your partner or somebody that you're very close with. So I knew that. I have many issues with the documentary. I do want to point out that there are many issues that have been touched upon, and that is from inequality to sustainability to uh, fishing practices to monitoring practices to subsidies, taxes, and governments and their promises of sustainable fishing to not having any definitions of either what sustainability means to the filmmaker, just in general, but also what sustainability means in terms of fishing practices. There, would, there was a lot of things about um, the whaling industry, having animals in captivity. There was a lot of talk about uh, farming, sea farming, which is a very different thing than fishing because aquaculture farming has different impacts than fishing does. Um, there is also a difference between trawling and uh, nets or trawling and fishing in general. There is an issue. There was obviously a social issue. Uh, so, again, there is a lot of these different layers. And this is just at the top of my head. I think if I were to rewatch it and I would stop it and write down my notes as I watch it, I would probably spend the whole weekend and then some uh, nitpicking at the movie. What the movie did succeed in is showing problems. And sometimes that is, you know, that's what you can do uh, in any part. You, you may not find a solution, but you may show a problem. Uh, now, our filmmaker did find a solution, a very simple one, uh, saying to stop eating fish, to implement and monitor uh, marine protected areas, and to stop giving subsidies to the fishing industry. There's a moment of silence that I want to keep there. If it, if it were that simple, don't you think we all would do it? I mean, like, like I know myself, if I have a simple solution to a complicated problem, I am going to take that simple solution. It's not that simple. And I think that would be my biggest takeaway, is that we can argue 
all all the way we want with our simple solutions. I think what disheartens me a little bit about a documentary like this is that it was a very nuanced narrative and a nuanced uh, demographic that got asked to participate and that got asked to give a voice. I have I do have a huge issue with some of the ways in which especially female um, interviewees were treated. And I understand that there was a controversial topic at hand and that's why that would have been shown that way. But it does seem a bit disingenuous. Um, I am really hopeful that an experience like that doesn't harm the research objectives of researchers. Uh, because that is the difficult part about getting involved like this and to having a voice like that um, and to challenge. And there's nothing wrong with challenging the norm or challenging somebody that is giving you, um, that is providing you the answer. But you need to allow them and you need to give them the opportunity to think about this. Um, now, as a researcher, we're constantly challenging everything. We're constantly asking everything. But we also have an obligation to walk in and pro like put our best foot forward when we, when we ask for people to participate in our projects. And that also means to present and not harm anybody. So I really do hope that you keep an open mind watching this. Uh, and I do hope that this and the call for, you know, Let's put it the other way. Stop eating fish, I don't think, is a simple solution because this doesn't work for everybody. This only works for a very specific crowd of people. So you need to be very aware of, of that. Like You can't just say to stop eating fish because that's not always possible and that really shouldn't be, in my book, the, the takeaway, especially when there's issues that were highlighted as problematic. Uh, as people that depend on fishing and that depend on fish to be eaten. Um, so I think that there is a very important lesson there not to generalize things like that. The other part is think critically about how you look at that and why this is an issue. I think that the problems that were raised here need to be looked at on a regional level, on a local level, but also on a personal level. Um, for me, again, I know why it rubbed me the wrong way. I am a marine social scientist. I do understand some of the nuances that go into the system that we have in place right now that supports fishing and overfishing. Uh, but I also am very aware that we are trying our very hardest to make things better and to improve upon things and to change things, most importantly. Uh, for that, we need research. For that, we need funding. For that, we need support from the public. For that, we need a lot of extra additional things. So I, I'd say if you want to really support and help, and if this is important to you, get in contact with somebody in your local authority about fishing and overfishing and, and, find, and ask them to find out. If they say they don't know or if there are no resources available, then do urge them to put 
resources into place for them to do their research, to actually monitor what's going on. The film doesn't go into the difficulties of monitoring things because that is really where we start. We have in many places of the world no baseline environmental understanding, meaning that we don't really know what's out there or what is what we are capable of and or what is in the ocean. Uh, we don't know the, um, the yield or the tipping point. And if you don't know the tipping point, you're going to go until you have reached the tipping point and beyond. And if you go beyond the tipping point, then you have no then you get into critically endangered species. We don't know that. We don't know that for the ocean in general. Uh, and that's why a movie like that, that is so broad and goes into so many different places of the world, is hard to digest and to critically view because so much knowledge is based, or so much of that is based on what you see. And what you see, at least when it comes to the ocean, is like 2% on the surface and 98% is underwater. My point is, go watch the movie if you want to. Be aware that it will give you a certain story and don't be offended by that story. And um, let me know what you think. I'm happy to have a discussion about this. If you want to engage with me on social media, follow me on Twitter at Jess underscore explores or follow me on Instagram at Jess underscore explores underscore podcast.